0: The pride of Limerick,
1: the young man named Sean Sheehan,
0: the MMA media, Don Graham McDonald. the
1: severe MMA people that are coming to the local shows way before everyone else. I see them coming up and they're getting their shot
0: and I'm proud that people are coming up with me. Welcome to episode 102 of the severe MMA podcast. My name is Sean Sheehan. And I'm here with Liverpool's biggest fan, Graham McDonald, for another week of the best MMA talk you'll get anywhere. This week, we're going to look back at the Bellator 170 card this weekend and Tito Ortiz's uh, retirement fight, apparently. We're going to look forward to UFC on Fox, which is um, Valentina Shevchenko against uh, Juliana Pena and some other fights as well on that. We're going to look at a few of the other um, breaking news stories from the week. Before we do that, let me give a shout out to our sponsors, ROSNutrition.com. Um, if you haven't heard the podcast before, ROS Nutrition have stood by us for a long time. Long time sponsors. It was great to have them. The Ireland's leading uh, supplement provider. You know, New Year, a lot of people going back to the gym and stuff. They're, these are the guys you need to to look up. You know, the uh, protein amino uh, amino acids. Uh, sports the stuff sports performance, strength and conditioning, creatine products, uh, fat loss, and female nutrition as well. And they break it down sport by sport. If you head on over to their website, rosnutrition.com, you can see it. There's a tremendous website. There's special offers for the new year as well. And on top of that, you can get another 25% off your first order if you use the promo code severemma. So get everything you want. Put it in the put in the the basket. Uh, when when you would all everything put in go into your basket stick in promo code severe May, and you get 25 percent off your first order boom what can we do we can't do anything better than that rosnutrition.com right graham happy new year we're about three weeks into the new year now
1: <laughs> we keep on saying that every podcast
0: <laughs> jude samuel said happy new year to me the other day i was like jesus jude it's not easter now like you're a to bit a- early <laughs> it's a bit early yeah i like that <laughs> but uh, yeah, was, uh, you're a bit, you're a bit sick this week. We're recording a podcast a bit earlier. Do you want to give yeah. people an update on your, uh, your wellness? Yeah, well, I'm not,
1: the doctors don't seem to, to agree what's going on, but I have some kind of either hernia or abscess or both in my uh, belly and around my belly button. It's it's fucking awful to be honest. I'm barely sleep.
0: If you were fucking dating lover, you'd be out for six weeks with that, I'm, you.
1: I'm going in tomorrow to have it uh, drained, or they're going to look at it again anyway, or operate on, it or some kind of minor thing anyway hopefully it'll be sorted out by a couple days done
0: yeah fuck's sake like the podcast is there you know because of you. Do you do you want to apologize know, to yeah. people like
1: struggling <laughs> struggling through my uh dire near death
0: experiences i think people NDR. like it, i think people like it a day earlier anyway so we might we might do it more often uh, more often but we're here anyway sunday evening good weekend of it. Liverpool lost to Swansea, which was brilliant. And then Man United drew, which was okay. But uh, there's, there's some good. Um, MMA Man United really
1: should have capitalized on Liverpool's terrific performance.
0: I told you, Stoke Away is always a tough game. And you would know, no, it's going to be easy. I told you. I set up for it before again. But yeah, they they should have. It's unfortunate. And then Arsenal then today, robbed again. Robbed with a refereeing decision. Chelsea as well, the same. And you know. handy
1: three points on the rest for both of them. Yeah.
0: This is the one week we can kind of stick together and say the refs robbed us. Yeah. Well,
1: oh. the refs are just the refs are just terrible in general. Yeah. Even you know, awesome. for Liverpool, for Man United against Liverpool against Man United, even by their horrific standards, this is horrendous. The last yeah. month or two, just terrible. Yeah, it's like awesome. the replacement refs in the NFL or something. It's like terrible.
0: <laughs> These things happen. Get the technology in there. Get the robots in. But even yeah. the technology. See the rugby game yesterday. The, the oh man, are, like that was a yeah. clear try. They dropped it
1: behind them. you are allowed to do that. And then he put the with pressure on it. That's a try,
0: yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's get let's get on to the uh the MMA action. I suppose the biggest MMA action of the weekend was in uh where was it on? It was on in uh, LA at the forum where uh Tito Ortiz and Chelsea on and headlined Bellator's probably Bellator's biggest card to date. Um still still no TV deal here, so we're we won't be able to go through the whole card, but we saw the the main the main fights anyway. They are on. They are posted on YouTube this morning. So uh, actually, just before we get into them, uh, Garrett a. Davis was at the uh, press conference and asked uh, Scott Coker about the TV deal. Uh, and he's he kind of gave the same answer he's been given for the last few years, and the same one Bjorn Ripney gave before him. That oh, it's you know, it's a priority for us. We're going to get it done. You know, we've been having talks about it. But I'll believe it when I see it. At this stage, you know, that's he's been saying that for so long. What's your yeah, take? In fairness yeah.
1: to Bellator, they seem to be listening by putting Chris Fields in the main event so that everybody doesn't leave. Yeah, all the Irish fans don't leave. So maybe, hopefully, they'll they'll uh, they'll sort of long away the TV deal or streaming deal in Ireland because it's it's gone on. It, we, we always talk about this, but it's gone on for so long that, as you say, it's kind of a "I'll believe it when I see it" thing. People are not going to get their hopes up anyway.
0: Yeah, like uh, at the weekend, like everything I kind of say about Bellator now has like. You have to mention the T V deal when you're saying it. And I wish you didn't. I wish we could just watch it and we, we could say really good things about them all the time. Because they're doing good things now. Like we've criticized Belt on this before, you know, for the, the Ken Chamrock fights and the data five thousand and all that. But they're kind of they're getting better, you know, they're improving everywhere. And I wish you know, I wish there wasn't this addendum of them not being on television, of them, you know, put a stream up online for God's sake.
1: If they won't you know. do it for themselves, will they not do it so people will stop tweeting us?
0: Exact. Oh my God, it's it's the worst. This is actually worse than anything. Like, I I put up two tweets. Like, for all the people asking, it's not on TV, and then people reply to those tweets. Is it on TV in Ireland? I like. I'm just I'm so sick of it. Honestly, I've n- I've never and like that's uh, that's should be a good thing for Beltor because they realize there's actually people wanting to watch it now. Like it's uh, like that didn't really happen that much before. You get the odd one, but now there's like. I must have gotten fifty tweets, you know, on Saturday night alone, asking where it was on. And I'm like, that's, you know, people, people want it. to see it, you know. So get get it going, Bellator. Get it get it on TV, and we'll we we'll love you even more then. But um, uh, that aside, I suppose they put on a pretty good, um, a pretty good card over the weekends. We, we'll get to the men event, I suppose. First, where Tito Ortiz choked out Gelson, and after two minutes and three seconds in the very first round, A lot of talk afterwards. Was about it being a fixed fight, possibly. And uh Chelsea and tapping early and stuff. Um, before I give my take on it, what do you think? You're, you're a man now. you're the Eddie Bravo of Irish MMA, really. You love conspiracy theory. Do you think this could have been the fixed fight? Well, it
1: could have been. Like I I'm not one of these people who thinks it's like impossible that an MMA fight will be fixed. Like if, if there's snooker matches, football matches, all these matches been proven to be fixed. I, I think it'd be naive to think that uh no MMA fights are, are ever been fixed, especially when there has been fixed fights in the fixed fights in the past and pride and it's pretty common knowledge. So I don't think it's it's completely out of the realms of possibilities. People kind of scoff at the idea, but I don't think there's just there's, there's all that much evidence in the in the chair one, chair one But like it's 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 not outside the realms of possibility.
0: Yeah. I I'd, I'd agree with that, but this one I don't think it is, just looking at the fight. Okay, we, we, I suppose we'll just look at the Indian first. It's, it's just—it's kind of like a.
1: It's more likely, in my opinion, to be a kind of bob stop thing where Chael went for the went for the finish, didn't get it, and then the first sign of danger, he was like, "I don't need this."
0: But Chael has done. But that- it
1: was strange the way he didn't. It was strange the way he didn't defend the hand on the choke for for ages. But he did that. Maybe he was just kind of disrespecting T- Tito's g- game. He didn't seem to see the urgency to to defend like originally when he was when he when he was going for the choke.
0: But people keep saying that I, I don't know what they're talking about. Chill Ch- Ch- did defend the hand. He pulled down the hand and tried to get it away.
1: After a while, he did, but not originally.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't see it. I thought he did it at the same time. Most people would do it. Like for me, I, I think the big. I thought he would defend the grand, but I thought the biggest thing about it was the choke was obviously not in, in a way that you think. Oh yeah, this choke is hundred percent done because it clearly wasn't. Like that choke it wasn't. It was modified. Like yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, it doesn't need to be like as I said. Two minutes into the fight, people don't realize what a monster Tito Ortiz is. Like he's, you know, if he chokes you, he could like he can choke you out from a place that doesn't need to be a hundred percent on. Especially when you're someone like Chael Son, who's been out for three years. Maybe panic set in. He's known to have he was
1: very very big compared to yeah. Chael as well.
0: Chael's known to have panicked in those situations before and tapped out. You know, he's he's wh- how many? Just let me look here. He's lost. Five fights, or no, eight fights by submission. Eight times Chel hand has lost by submission. Like, you know, this is it, it's and not the, how like, long is he out for?
1: years. Yeah, the game we keep saying the game changes so quickly, and it does. Obviously, Tito's uh not exactly on the cutting edge these days, but he's at least been fighting, he's been active. I think that's a huge thing going through them camps and getting ready. And Chael just looked really old and terrible. Yeah,
0: but he he did, yeah, and like uh, I tweeted before the fight, I was we we I think sp- a lot of, sorry yeah here. we we I think spoke a lot of about it. Is- it. I will just take it first. We spoke about it before the fight last week, and like I I thought Chael would win. I thought he had you know I thought he might be able to take him down, or he, we spoke what he's striking as well being better. But looking at the wins, like Chael looked he didn't look good you know he looked out of shape tito looked in in tremendous shape as you said tito's a lot bigger of a of a guy and you know when Chelsea Hannon can't get the takedown i know he's striking isn't you know he's maybe underrated a little bit when he can't get the takedown it's, it's going to be very hard for him especially against someone who's a good wrestler uh like tito ortiz just one more thing on on the choke. like it's it's fine you know it's all well and good saying okay he you know he panicked he got in there it was the choke 100% on? Maybe not, but that doesn't mean, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to fake a fight, right? You put a choke 100% on because the choke's not going to kill him anyway. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, yeah, You, put make, it look, seven, you, you know, make
1: it look more orthodox so that people yeah. don't question it.
0: And there's this other thing going around, like, Chael tapped his hand and then T- T-Dot tapped his yeah. hand and Chael moved. But no. after that, Chael put on the guillotine and then, like, <laughs> he like choked him. Like, what? It's so stupid. Like, none of it makes sense. None of it.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think Chelm, like maybe in the past, if it was, if he was on a UFC title run, or he might have fought a little bit harder. But you know, you've been there, done that. You don't have the same kind of passion that that up and coming guys. Maybe maybe that was part of it, or maybe it was just it was just it looked it looked like a really uncomfortable thing. I think a lot a, a lot of a lot of people aren't talking about it because they're talking about it being fixed. But Tito holding it afterwards is a real scumbag move when John McCarthy is trying to had to like force him off. Yeah, that's just like no need for that like
0: come on yeah i thought that was her in this like i i didn't i wasn't a big fan of chael's words coming up to the fight as well but i've always been of the mind that there's one fight outside the ring and there's another fight inside and like all this talk and all this bullshit that that's promoting the fight that that stays outside once you get in inside the ring you know you go hell for leather but it's fair and you know it's hard and it's fair but you know I don't think what Chael said, and I don't agree with what Chael said. I didn't like him personally. What he said, I don't think that allows Tito to do what he did. You know, I wasn't... No, absolutely you know. not.
1: He's, he's promoting the fight. Chael's known to do this. Like, all the things he said about Anderson and the Nagar brothers and loads of people over the years. Like, Tito should be, should have been expecting this. Like, this is nothing new for, for Chael. Nothing new for Tito as well. Tito's had many a an opponent uh, verbally go at him and go at his his camp, His his social life all that all that stuff his personal life so I don't know I think maybe uh, Tito kind of playing it up a little bit as well
0: yeah like I love the way Tito was like I've done everything in class through my whole career like you're the man who wore a <laughs> Dana is my bitch t-shirt to a in once like he wore like, something about like Gay Mezger. do you remember that when uh, before the um, when it was he, fight, he was fighting Guy Mezgar wasn't he and it was like he was yeah. talking about Ken Shamrock as well and Ken Shamrock went to it, real him.
1: primary school taunt yeah him.
0: it's like what are you talking about Tito? Like, do you think everyone just forgot all the stuff you've done down through your, through your career it's like that yeah, it was a weird yeah. like I wouldn't mind that him saying that but didn't he get real mad about it as well you know it's all promoting the fight but yeah that's holding on I think John McCarthy did you see the way he like put his thumb right into Tito's throat to get throat, him off yeah. that was brilliant I thought that
1: was, yeah that was brilliant yeah fair play to him
0: like and I have no problem with that. No hesitation
1: from him. Like the second he couldn't pry his arm off by grabbing it, he just went straight for the throat.
0: Yeah. Just uh, another word on or two, I suppose, on Chael's actual performance and the performance of both of them. Like, I think Chael kind of came out. They both kind of came out striking. Usually, Chael would just go for a takedown straight away. Usually, or, you know, set up with one or two strikes. But uh, Tito got that single leg very, very easily. Now, Chael, he's obviously a very good offensive wrestler, but his defensive wrestling has always been you know has never been that great usually he'd like sometimes you know against i think anderson kind of half took him down once and he turned it around straight away and got on top of him he's good at doing that but you know other times he has been he has been putting his back i think this being in, took him down once or i could even say I, I definitely remember someone taking him down here, yeah, but he went down pretty easily he, that that kind of guillotine is is a new thing he always goes for now he went to the, he obviously caught um shogun in uh, shogun, it uh, yeah and you know I it look it, it, it looked like he had it well around the neck but as he said himself afterwards his legs were on the wrong side and he was he was never going to get it once he was on his back then it was going to be very tough for him against someone as big as uh as big as Tito. yeah
1: yeah exactly um it's, I'm not, I wasn't too interested in the fight to be honest uh, even even you know a lot of I, I've liked watching a lot the guys over the years but these legend matches just don't do it for me anymore uh, i don't know i don't know what it is I, they, I used to i used to kind of get up for them but they, they're just always a disappointment so i just have very low expectations going into them but uh yeah I, it does nothing for me these these matchups but obviously the the, the casual fans are, are what bellator are after like the hardcore is like course are going to tune in kind of no matter what like nearly if there's any kind of fight on so we're, i think we're going to keep seeing these legend matches so chael Jail, Jail probably be given will be it won't matter that chael lost here in the, in the grand scheme of things yeah. in bellator
0: i don't think this is necessarily the worst of them obviously uh, tito's been fighting pretty regularly for the last you know for the last few years he's fought what three times in the last two years so that's you know that's not bad um and, and obviously chael's come back from the suspension so i suppose he couldn't he couldn't have been uh active but um what do you think? Uh, <laughs> you're you're never a man for believing in uh, believe in retirements. But what about this one? How how do you feel? Do you think? Tito uh, will last Last year, probably not. No, I don't think so either he was even like he was even hinting at in the press conference afterwards he kind of said like oh, I don't feel like I'm retired I feel like I could fight again like oh you're definitely going to fight again so you're, this is this is not going to like he did this before I, w- I was just waiting for Forrest Griffin to come in and interview him in the, in the cage afterwards I was waiting make, for the
1: masked man to come
0: <laughs> where, what has happened to Stefan Bonner? I was thinking about that you know, he was like oh, I'm going to fight for Bellator now and he won fight and we haven't seen him since like, yeah. and jo- Josh Koscheck as well where is Josh Koscheck love to know that.
1: yeah josh koshak it seems for the last few fights every time he gets hit in that left eye he's he's just he's pawing out of that. maybe it's better he doesn't fight i agree
0: yeah but i suppose it's pretty important yeah on tito look whether he comes back or not let's just talk about maybe if this is his last fight it's easy to look at tito and kind of see the buffoon and kind of the guy who you know who says a lot of things and maybe is a little bit over the hill now, or you know, he's not really that much of a fan. I know, I know, he calls himself the people champion, but I don't think Tito was <laughs> was ever that much of a fan favorite, really. But I think people have to sit back and appreciate what he actually was. Like, I think he was one of the first stars of the UFC. You know, fighting back in you know, UFC around the UFC twenties around there, and I think he's was his debut is UFC thirteen. I'm just looking at it here, but it was around UFC like twenty five up to like UFC. 40 and 50 those were kind of those were big big fights for the ufc and a lot of people this week have spoke about the the ken chamrock fight which uh it was live on tv i believe and did one you know huge um huge numbers he fought in the tough finale as well i think i think or the tough finale was on uh he's um he showed with ken chamrock and they did gangbusters numbers like and i think that that can't be forgotten like you know we, we give a lot of praise to maybe the early days of like Heist Gracie and stuff and then we come up to like the Lesnar era and um, and McGregor and Ronda and all that but I think we kind of forget that Chuck Liddell Tito Ortiz era and for me I actually think that's the most important era of all yeah me. Randy he's, Couture as well yeah. Randy Couture like, that's what, uh, Forrest Griffin even as well but uh, maybe he's a little bit after. but all the fans like people wouldn't have maybe tuned into the Ultimate Randy Fighter Randy
1: kind of been completely written out of UFC history for kind of reasons yeah not to do with fighting yeah
0: like people would i don't think people as many people would have tuned into the ultimate fighter if tito and chuck hadn't been there because people knew yeah. them you know i knew chuck liddell before i knew what mma was You know, and i think that that's important to just have names like that like we we see ronda and, and conor mcgregor on these different shows and goes oh this is the first this is groundbreaking for the ufc but what about like tito and chuck on sports center and stuff like that that was huge, and this was when, this was when MMA was kind of still coming into the ether, was still becoming as you know a sport as such. And Didn't I think, have a
1: TV deal, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it was. There was those guys were very, very important, and with that as well, I think TRT fought for like fighters' rights as well. you know, I, I said about that DNA is my bitch T-shirt, like he was trying to get more money. He was, you know, he was trying to fight to get you know, better conditions for fighters. And I think that's huge as well. And, you know, as I said, we can look at the kind of the buffoonery and the the, the bad public speaker and stuff. But I think what he actually did in the cage and what he attempted to do out of it was very important for the sport.
1: Well, like, let me tell you how you're feeling. Um, (laughs) Puckered (laughs) lips. Dale Sonnen was was one of the worst light heavyweights of the night. Of
0: the night, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Uh, Whatever. Um, uh,
1: if anybody hasn't seen that, um, Tito Ortiz did a... Do- Donald Trump used to run a promotion called Affliction and they had a <laughs> post void in-cage interviewer instead of Joe Rogan, it was, it was Tito Ortiz and he made an absolute... It was hilarious. He kept puckering his lips and saying the wrong thing and basically, like, blew the whole thing. But it's absolutely... Gold, you need to watch Victor it. Victor
0: Belfort, yeah, <laughs> he said Victor Reddit.
1: Belfort was 131 years old. <laughs> 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 he said loads of mad stuff. You know, I, I can't remember some of the stuff because it's been so long ago, but it, it's absolutely hilarious. He said, uh, Fedor, uh, Fedor was, or was a Fedor or was a Babalu? He said, I think it was Babalu. He said Babalu was one of the best light heavyweights of the night. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, the worst thing about Fight Pass that went off YouTube when Fight Pass came. I was like, but it's on uh, oh, it's on like, like Vimeo or something and it's on Reddit. Um so you'll definitely be able to find it there. But it's it's it really is hilarious. But yeah, uh, look Tito, he'd, he'd probably be back. I'd be very surprised if he wasn't back. But uh we'll see him around, he's obviously part of Chris Cyborg's team and stuff as well. And uh he was he was trying to he was trying to wrangle himself a job with Bellator at the press conference last night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if that'll ever happen, but uh we, we shall see I suppose. Um Maybe right.
1: that Dana White, Tito Ortiz, boxing match will finally go ahead.
0: Yeah, I'd love to see it. That's still up on YouTube, I think. Was a Bad Blood or something bad like blood, that? Bad Blood, yeah.
1: Tito never showed. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I love that. <laughs> that was definitely... Not, like, why would you show? Yeah, you're going to fight your boss. Yeah.
1: The bigger question is, how the hell did Dana White get a license? Yeah. <laughs> I we <laughs> won't get one, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's mad.
0: What do you think is next for jail? Oh, ah, yeah. it,
1: it could just be rampant. It could be. It could be any of the the legends, as as they seem to be called these days. Um, I'd say he'd be looking to get in there quick enough. I'd say he's on good money. I know his, his disclosed pay wasn't was fifty grand, was it? Something like that. But I'd say there's a lot more than that coming his way. I'd be shocked if that was if that was anywhere near the figure he ended up with.
0: Yeah. I I think the Vanderle fight. They've kind of been talking about it for for a while i think that's probably a good um a good fight mm-hmm. for him you know he's
1: wonderfully cleared is he
0: jeez i don't know actually yeah i, I remember I lifetime ban. the lifetime
1: ban yeah, <laughs> yeah. I for think, dodging the uh, drug test it's I good think, that they kept that president yeah. oh no wait sorry sorry
0: <laughs> uh poor old vanderlei but yeah hopefully hopefully that will happen anyway i'd like to see that um Played the other fights, Rory McDonald. I would not mind seeing that fight. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I think uh, we can transition into uh, the, the, the co main event with the Roy <laughs> McDonald call out at the end.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, the co-main event was, was Paul Daly against Brennan Ward, and I, I didn't see it afterwards actually. What did what did Daly say? He called out, um,
1: uh, he called out Rory McDonald.
0: Yeah, was that was it a good call out, or did you just say, I want to fight Rory McDonald? Oh, it was all right, yeah, it's
1: pretty much that, but uh, yeah, I am. I, I don't see the fight going going well for Paul Daly, but I, it'll be a big, very big fight. Like I see that doing that good numbers for Bellator, and it's it's actually like it's not a legends match; it's relevant, relevant enough. So I think that that they'll probably do that, and uh, Chael will probably fight uh, 85ers and 205
0: fivers again. Yeah, I I'd love to see that uh, fight. I want to see MVP against Paul Daley. I think that put that in England, like get a TV deal, have it the first one, have it like nine o'clock and a. And on a Friday night in England, people watch yeah. the shit out of that. Like, but um, yeah. I suppose. L- look, let's talk about the fight. Um, obviously, Paul Daly took on Brennan Ward in the welterweight division. Uh, and I thought Brendan Ward would be able to would be able to take it. I like. I think Brennan Ward's a pretty strong heavy striker, good wrestling, good clinch game as well. But it was an odd display from him. Um. Daly found himself on his back at one stage I think Br- Ward kind of dumped him there and he just kind of let him there and let him, yeah, he told you know, him to get up, yeah Yeah, that was so odd and then he went for a takedown and he got him down and then Daly got up Um, and then he, and hit he him got him yeah. Like,
1: yeah, and after that yeah, yeah. I think Brennan Ward was actually doing pretty well in the striking he and was, he kind of uh, he kind of thought oh I'm going to I'm gonna win by striking here and, he, and then he got hit with that spinning elbow and kind of stumbled back and Paul Daly threw a huge jumping knee and flying knee and that was, that was a huge knockout. Like he, he, he went down hard. Yeah.
0: Uh, just a, a thing on the actual, the whole technique of it. I think shots straight up the middle are a very underutilized weapon, in MMA, especially against like heavy box wrestlers like Brendan Ward. I think the way they, the way they usually stand in their stance, they leave themselves so open up, up the middle a lot. You see McGregor throwing a lot of, like, look at the Chad Mendes fight, threw a lot of teeps there. Um and things like that but i think i think that's underutilized like head uh flying uh knees like like daily true like front kicks to the face like that you see anderson silver throwing them you know pretty regularly and leona machine and stuff as well you saw him knocking out a, a randy couture one i think that's an underutilized weapon in in mma and you know it's I, maybe it's because they don't want to get caught and thrown on their back but i think the uh the positives outweigh the negatives sometimes in that but um which knockout do you think was better, Mike um, Michael Page or uh, Paul Daly?
1: I'd have to go with Paul Daly because of the, the spinning elbow that kind of stunned them beforehand and the, the clinical finish. But yeah. uh, they're both obviously very, very nasty finishes. Yeah, I
0: think that has been an elbow. It was like it wasn't really the elbow. It was kind of like the meat of the the arm. I don't know what you call that. You know the the tricep, forearm. No, what? No, like the. I don't know what it's called. Or even the, higher. Was yeah, it? It, like hit him and it, like it was a concussive blow. You know and he was kind of he was open for that shot up the middle, and as I said, you know that those shot up, shots up the middle are, if you could throw them properly, it, they're unbelievable. Like it was a, it reminded me of Jose Aldo on uh, on Cubs Swanson a bit. It wasn't as, it wasn't as quick, maybe a double knee, but he, uh, the way I don't know the way he kind of flew was uh, it was really good. But look, Paul Daly is, he's one of these guys as well that. I think Bellator do it well. I think Luke Thomas actually mentioned it on his uh, on his live chat there recently about Michael Chandler kind of getting um, warm up fights, not throwing him into the the fire straight away. I think they've done a pretty good job of that with Paul Daly. You know he had uh, I think he had like five wins against maybe not that no art. Well, he had he had two wins in BAM and then like three wins in in Bellator against not really that known names before he fought Douglas Neiman. Obviously he lost that fight, but he came back again against uh Ward. obviously at the weekend they won. I think that's a that's a good thing. I think uh, Luke made a great point about it. They did it with Michael Chandler as well. And you know he he was looking like maybe his his time was up there for a while, but they gave him a few couple of easy fights and then he produced one of the best performances of his career against uh against Benson Henderson. So you know, I think that's um I think that's a wise thing Bellator do. I'd like to see the UFC do that more. Yeah, I agreed yeah. Uh, even like Gegard Musassi and, and Chris Weidman, I uh, I think that's not a bad matchup for Chris Weidman, but why not give him someone a lot easier now before they give him that Gegard Musassi fight? You don't want Chris Weidman back in the title fighting his next his next fight anyway. You know, you you want to build him back up and and I think I think they should probably do that a, a little bit more. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was a brutal knockout he, he that Joe Romero put on him as well. Like you want you want to make sure you're you're fully you're fully rested and <laughs> that you're ready to go before you come back especially against somebody like he who's, who's top level yeah
0: yeah look i, I suppose bernam ward could be a guy who could do the same thing to you know he's lost two of his last three now uh, uh, one by a um, submission and one by obviously a big knockout at the weekend i still think he's a he's a pretty good fighter you know he was he was maybe a little bit too wild before and maybe come a little bit came back again at the weekend, but when you're fighting with Paul Daly, I suppose anything can happen. The fight didn't go that long, so we didn't, uh, I suppose we didn't see it that much. But I think he's a talented guy, ever improving, and you know, I'd I'd like to see him. Uh, obviously, he'll be back in Bellator again, but I'd like to see him given a couple of maybe a uh, build-up fights again and, and put in there against uh, one of their one of their other good guys. But are you are you down for Daly and Mc or would you have would you have something else for him first?
1: Yeah, I, I I wouldn't mind the MVP one either. Like they're they're both good matchups. Is like they're building a nice little, nice little welterweight division there. Um, yeah, I'd probably go with the Roy McDonald one. Yeah, because they need to get Roy McDonald a, a named fighter, I think as well.
0: Yeah, if they sign Lorenz Larkin as well, I would mind seeing that Paul Daley against Lorenz Larkin. Yeah, it'd be a good fight. You know, Bryn Ward. I, I know we mentioned uh, Josh Koscheck there to the start of the podcast. Maybe Brin Ward against Josh Koscheck. That'd be a good fight. You know that. Yeah, that could yeah. headline. Uh, that could headline the welterweight card.
1: And it'd be a good uh, a good boost for Brennan Ward if he was to beat Koscheck as well. Good, good name recognition, win.
0: Yeah, I like that. Set it up, lads. Come on, give me my ten percent commission. There go. <laughs> um, I was looking down through the rest of the card. We obviously couldn't see. I saw a bit of the Kevin Casey fight. I thought he he fought pretty well. Um, Hisaki Kato beat uh Halleck Gracie. I, I saw someone. I think it was yeah, the only the... that was the only
1: other one I saw was the, it was the Kato Gracie one. Oh, you
0: saw it? How did that go?
1: Yeah, oh, it was awful. It was very tentative on the feet. Cato was just afraid of being taken down, and it was very, very, um, very boring. And then the third round, Gracie got the takedown, but he got stuck in guard for a while. When he did pass the mount, um, Cato just held on, and Gracie could do nothing. It, 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 was, it, was, it wasn't a good fight.
0: Did Alec Gracie look terrible, or did he look okay? Or...
1: He, he, Yeah, he didn't look great. Um, once he got the takedown and got the mount and stuff, you thought, oh, maybe he might go for an armbar here or something, but... I don't know. It, uh, things move on, so it, you, you can't take these huge breaks out of MMA. It's very hard. It's very hard to come back and and uh, compete at with with top guy, go- or not, maybe not Kato isn't the top guy, but with guys who've been competing at the at the a high level. Anyway, the whole time you've been you've been uh, on the sidelines.
0: Yeah, I think it was uh, Conor Rebo said it. He he fights on the feet with uh Alec Gracie for three rounds, can knock him out, and invites Josh Hilling twice and knocks him clean yeah. out on both occasions. Like that's that's just all you need to know about yeah, him. It just I mean, Shows actually.
1: the respect that uh, the Gracie name still still has with some people. Uh, Cato is like just just not didn't want to risk it. I think didn't want to risk going to the ground. And then when he did get on the ground, he just wanted to hold on. He he wasn't trying to get butterflies and escape. He was just he wasn't risking anything.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Emmanuel Sanchez beat George Canyon as well. Good win for him. Derek yeah, Campos um, beat uh, beat Derek Anderson, and we see um, Chinzo Machida got another big win as well. There, he's got a few now in Bellator, so he could be. I uh, didn't
1: see that bit, but apparently he was, he was two rounds down, and before he got the, the the finish as well. So impressive, nice. impressive uh, comeback.
0: Yeah. if uh, Colleen Schneider as well um got a an anaconda choke winning one of the post limbs. So um, you know, that's definitely a name to look out for there in the, the women's flyweight division. You know, she has some you know, she's some big fights she's fought Irene Aldana who's obviously doing good things now in uh, in in the UFC and she fought I think she fought Tanya Evans in her last fight for the in victor And uh so there's a, a good name there to to look out for. But uh yeah, pretty you know, what in the bad card overall, as I said, the um if they get T V deal going, you know, we'd be right behind Bellator as much as as much as we can be. So you know, good good things going forward for, for Bellator and uh, it'd be nice to, to see where they go next. All right. Let's move on to next weekend's card. Um and that sees Valentina Shevchenko take on Juliana Pena in what's more than likely a number one contender fight for the UFC women's bantamweight title. Uh, this has gone down in the Pepsi Center in Denver, Colorado, so it's going to be at um at altitude. Um, it's a pretty good card here. Um, I suppose we, we'll talk about a little bit about the main events first. I, I think it's it's kind of a, this old-school striker against a wrestler matchup. Who are you favoring? Are you favoring the striker or the wrestler in this one? Yeah, uh, It's
1: a tough one. It is a tough one.
0: It is, yeah. Right. Juliana Penn, uh, she
1: she had that. What was it? What, was it ACL injury? I think she had, was it?
0: Yeah, kind of a double ACL. She was well, Remember there was. I think it was that they made out it was a lot worse than it actually was. You know, it was a bad injury, but you know they were talking about yeah, well, like, oh, three years out and stuff. She came back in like yeah. eleven months or something.
1: Wasn't it? Wasn't there some like? Aggro about the guy who injured her in the gym yeah. was like, what? Whatever came of that? You know, did anything ever come of
0: that? nothing. Not, I don't think. I think he, was she forced to leave the gym or something over it? you know she kind of blamed this guy and then a lot of people said it wasn't really his fault and then she was like oh fuck you so on kind of left I think so
1: yeah, yeah. I can understand being obsessed after you just you just blow out your knee but yeah maybe maybe she threw in some accusations when when she was emotional Allegedly.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe you know, a it could have been you know it could have been some dickhead and you know we've heard loads of stories about you know this fucking idiot in the gym like taking someone you know she just after winning the ultimate fighter it's good to think oh I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck this person up or something like you know so it, it could have happened but um i suppose she bounced back well from that that happened in in i say it was early 2014 maybe just after she won the the ultimate fighter and she's bounced back with three wins since that she beat um Liana to Dudieva, Jessica, I, and Katzengano saw so pretty three pretty good wins to to set herself up for the uh, number one contender here with Valentina Yushenko.
1: Yeah, I probably lean towards Yushenko, but I wouldn't be surprised if if, if the, yeah, as the fight goes on the takedowns, it's five rounds as well, so mm, it's a tough one to call. But I I'd, I'd probably lean Yushenko.
0: Watching tape on on Juliana um, Pena for this fight for my preview like I, a lot of her takedowns are very very similar she goes for a double leg she gets a couple of them but not, not very often Our single legs against the cage what she does mostly is i mean i had like a donald trump uh sniff there. here what she what she mostly does is get like gets like a high body lock and kind of either pulls guard and pulls people down on top of her or else like bodies them kind of down and you know bill goldberg style gets him on the ground but um i think that's okay that's that's tough if you get in that position you have a letter in that position but if you have really good footwork like valentina shevchenko has if you can put her on the back foot i think that takes it away a little bit you know if i think it's pretty it's not easy to not get in that position but for someone with the skill set of valentina shevchenko i think she might be able to stay out of there for, there for long enough to get uh, you know maybe two three four minutes of striking on, and i think that's all she needs to be honest i think pina's striking is is not great she uh, she hits hard obviously she she's a big overhand she can hit you know she's a knockout blow and she's very good when it gets to the ground with ground and pound as well but if Shashinka can keep this you know even if she gets taken down and laid on for the whole first round if she can come out and stop it in the second round you know i'd favor her to get the you know to get the finish if she can uh if she can Get her striking going.
1: Yeah, I think Pena has to be relentless on the takedowns if she wants to win this. She has to just keep going for them, just do everything to secure a takedown and then work from there. Like she, as you say, her striking is is not up to the level of Shushenko from from what we've seen anyway. So yeah, there's, there's a game plan there for her win, to win. There's a method of victory. So it's an interesting main event, but as I say, I, I'd lean Shushenko.
0: Yeah, I think Shevchenko, she has shown issues before uh, with takedown events, but I think that they've improved an awful lot uh, in recent times. You know, she's she's fought some some top contenders as well. It, it, it's one of it's definitely one of those fights that you wouldn't be surprised how how however it went. You know, it's if you if you're sure about this fight, you're probably wrong. Like you know, even if even if you turn out to be right, <laughs> you know that that makes no sense, but. You know, I, I could see I could see Pina taking her down and just laying on her for five rounds, or I could see Shoshinko stopping the takedown and just battering her and getting the knockout, mm-hmm. or you know, winning over five rounds. Pinya is tough as yeah, hell. If she can
1: get the takedown, if she can get the takedown through at the first two or three rounds, it'll probably be a, a very tired Shashenko in the in the yeah. championship rounds.
0: It's but, in Denver yeah, as, as say,
1: well. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. In altitude. We, we all know what happened to Cardio Kane up at altitude.
0: Yeah, poor, poor Kane. But yeah, it, it, I think it's an intriguing fight for, for that long. Like, I think we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, but you know, Juliana Pena, if she can win this fight, I think she's a real chance of winning the UFC championship because, you know, Manny Nunez is a good fighter and stuff. She's a good taker on the fence, but i fancy Pena to take her down, you know, and, and maybe not get the finish quickly, but she could finish her over like two or three rounds. Or Manny Nunez's cardio as well as, has been a little bit of an issue for her in the past. Well, you know, this is a, this is a huge fight for the for the future of that division, um. And I think uh, you think
1: Amanda Nunes kind of feels uh, with the retirement talk that she's going to retire in two or three fights. She said during the week, or she said yesterday. Um, do you think maybe she thinks she's she's achieved everything she said out to achieve? Beat Ronda Rousey, win the belt. Maybe she's kind of already achieved everything.
0: That kind of happens. I think that can happen with Johnny Hendricks as well. You know, people are saying, "Oh, what's what happened to Johnny Hendricks?" Johnny Hendricks won the UFC world championship. You know. A lot lot of people
1: think he won it. He won it before he won it as well.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So so like, that that can happen. But a lot of it is maybe it's smart. Maybe she's making herself uh, putting herself in demand. Like, look look what Nate Diaz does after every fight. I'm I'll see you in two years. (laughs) You know, and he would refuse to fight anyway Nick Diaz does the same. Conor McGregor does the same. Getting a boxing license. You know, maybe Manny Nunes says, look, I I don't need this. I'm gonna fight a couple more times, and then I'm gonna start family. You know. if you want to keep me, make it work my while or whatever, you know, maybe it's, or maybe she does. Maybe she does just want to, maybe I'm being too, uh, I'm being too uh, smart about it. Cynical. Maybe she does just want to, yeah, cynical. Maybe she does just want to start a family. I don't know. Mm.
1: I don't think the WME and ING and the UFC will, will want uh, their champion to retire as champion. So that if she, they might give her some tough style matchups for her, her second, her next two or three fights if she is going to go through with her retirement. So maybe it wasn't the best move to announce it at this stage.
0: Yeah, maybe but I don't know. I don't think the I I don't think see do things that way. Unless it's like I'm what I've won fight like. Lori McDonald contract. versus Wonderboy. That's what I'm saying. No, no, yeah. Like I don't know. Yeah. You know, he she could be just talking as well, like, you know, he could be it could be it could be talk. yeah look, the this divisions change so much and championships change and so much that she couldn't, you know, her next fight she might be champion. So she mightn't have to worry about that, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, I suppose it's interesting times ahead, you know. A lot of those divisions, I suppose I spoke about Welterweight there a minute ago. Since you know, when the, the patriarch leaves the division, you know, you have kind of what's left, and it's kind of fun, like the you know, Johnny Hendrix with, with uh, Robbie Lawler, Wanderbite, and um, Woodley, and all that. It's kind of the same now in the women's bantamweight division, you know. You have Nunes, and you know, that Pena fight, as I said, would be fun, you know, a rematch with Shashinka would be fun as well. Um you have, um, you know, Jessy there. I know she's lost a few fights, but Sarah McMahon is uh, there's a lot of. There could be a few fun fights there, so um, it's interesting. Obviously, the one at the weekend is is going to be yeah, uh, is going to be very big. But uh, let's move on to the the next couple of fights. Dan Saroni against Harri Masvidal. Is it Harry or George? I always never know. I always never know. George Masvidal, I think. You're <laughs> gonna you beat her by Saroni, or who do you think's gonna win that?
1: Uh, I think Saroni will win, to be honest. But um. It could be another another very close decision, which it seems to be a lot with George Masvidal. He seems to have a way of uh, of um, making it very difficult for his opponents, even even if they are slightly better than him um, in most departments. But uh, Don Rony's looked very good, with mixing in his takedowns recently, and his striking seems to come on. He seems a little less uh, stuck in the mud. Maybe I think uh, I think he even he brought that up on the, when he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. That uh, that kind of Kind of heard him a bit that kind said that, but maybe, maybe he kind of realized that uh, maybe he need to be a bit more light in his feet because he, cause he has been since, I think. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'd i have to go with Cerrone on that one.
0: Yeah, I suppose it's a little bit easier as well at Welterweight. You know, he's a smaller, more nimble guy than than most of them, although that mightn't be the case. And, um, on Saturday night, I, I like this fight. You know, I think you spoke about it when it was announced that. Uh, Masvidal is one of those guys that starts fast and can hit you with a big, you know, overhand right, and knock you out. He nearly knocked out. Mike guess at doing that, but then he maybe as the fight goes, he slows down. And I think Cerrone has been the opposite uh, in um, in the past. Although that's changing a little bit, but I'd have to I'd have to favor Cerrone. I think he's just the more dynamic, um, better fighter all around. But a little a little thing as well Daz, is. Cerrone, in the past, when he has lost, he has lost the guys who will go forward, getting his face, like tell him, call him a punk. You know, <laughs> you know, Nate Diaz style.
1: Hands yeah, in his face, a lot. Like, nah, Masvidal, Masvidal
0: could do that to him. Like you know, I could see Masvidal doing that to him. Um, but I, I just don't know. Or, or, is he skillful enough? Is he as good as Nate Diaz or or Dos Anjos or other people like that yeah. to do with him? Um,
1: I think uh, Cerrone's come on a little bit, kind of in self belief and confidence, yeah. and and overcoming a bit of adversity. I think in the past he kind of crumbled, crumbled a bit uh, under under uh, adversity, but ne- now he seems to be able to to come back. Like and even when he fought Eddie Alvarez, he, he, like a fight like that would usually in the past may may have gone against it, Don Cerrone when he loses the first round, and he, he seems to have a bit more resilience to him. So yeah. so uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely wouldn't wouldn't rule out George Masvidal, but. Uh, Cer- Cerrone probably slightly better everywhere.
0: Yeah, you see my useless factor today. The, the other day, Donald Cerrone. If you take out WEC, UFC, and tough champions, Cerrone has never lost a fight. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's surprising. Yeah. What's so, that? Yeah, And he's lots useful, of useful for Yeah, no, nah, they're all always useless. <laughs> But yeah, so this is. I think Serrani, as you said, I think he has turned the corner in the last while. You know, he's only lost the half a dozen in the last like twelve fights or something like that. So yeah, if, if he can put the win on here, I think you know, I think he's a good chance that welterweight division changing all the time. I'd love to see him fight Damien Maya. You know, obviously Wanderby and, and uh, Woodley was made made official this week, so something like that, I could, I could see it happening. been number five now in the welterweight division so you know he's he's up there he's in and around there so let's let's see how this goes at, at the weekend um right let's talk about a couple of more of more fights before we get to the questions and stuff like that uh andre arlovsky against francis Ngannou, my boy francie Ngannot. He's he's got a hope andre arlovsky isn't he
1: yeah i'd say so I'd, uh, he was very impressed with his last one big fan. I think uh Ariel Hawani coined it that the people's main event. I think this one probably qualifies as the, the people's main event. Maybe the hardcore's main event.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, look. Um I think Karlovsky is in a stage for his career where this is a this is a real do or die for him. You know, he's lost last a few in a row, You know, he, he he was almost he was near a title shot there at one stage, and to keep kind of relevant or to keep okay you're going to be ranked until he's probably 50 in the heavyweight division but to keep like the top five, six, seven, eight, nine in the rankings, he needs he needs this win. Like he needs to beat Francis Singano because you can't, you know, you can't let that guy take your place because you're you're never going to get it back if you do. Uh, and that makes Andre dangerous for me because he could come out. You know, like that shop fight, You know, that, just that terrible fight where he didn't really throw anything and waited. You know, I think he was maybe a little bit afraid of Shab's power or Shab's ground game, maybe. Um And it might be a similar thing on on Saturday night. And Ingeno is a little bit that way as well. You know, he'll wait for a guy to do something before he comes in and does it. A lot of his fights, you know, he's stalking, he's stalking, and then, you know, he'll hit you. Or when you come to get close to him, he'll rip the hand off you like he did in his last fight, so this could you know it's it's in as we say again it's in denver so anything could happen here you know it's a heavyweight fight more than likely it's going to be an early knockout but if it isn't if it isn't this one this one could could drag um but let's see i i think francis in is is the real deal i think he'll he'll get a love out of there early but this is a huge test for him you know our as i said in the bad room but he's still that veteran he's been around fought everyone you know, done it all and um, if Ingenoi you know, is the real deal this will be one to really show real
1: yeah even though Arlovsky's lost his last three this is the first kind of proper test in the UFC for Big fan like Mihailovic Hamilton uh, Curtis Blades Lewis Enrique they're not on the level of, of Andrei Arlovsky even, even if this is uh, what is he late 30s early 40s
0: yeah.
1: Arlovsky what is he he's 37 actually he's younger than I thought um. Yeah. Late thirties. He's he's lost his last three two two uh two knockouts. One one submission. But before that, he he'd reeled off a six, a six fight win streak. So like he's still dangerous, and he he's always had a knockout power, and he's always been a good good crisp striker. So it's a big test for Fran. Like and and if he can just rush through, or if he can just blow through uh Andrei Alofsky, then we, we we'll know a lot more than we know now about about how good Fran is.
0: It's all coming around as well. Isn't it? Arlovsky, affliction, Tito Ortiz. You know, it's all it's all coming together. We go. That was that was some knockout by Fedor, wasn't it? I yeah, you. he could he could
1: have beat Fedor if he hadn't attempted a flying knee with his hands by his <laughs> side.
0: <laughs> Jumped into Fedor's fist That was <laughs> uh, <laughs> that didn't go well. Andre poor, poor uh, Alex That was Esteri- a great fight though. Alex Casares against Jason Knight is on that as well. That should be that should be a fun fight. Jason Knight doesn't give a fuck usually. Um, Bobby Nash against Li Zhang Liang um is, is another fight uh the um my name john phillips was supposed to be on this card as well but he pulled out uh this Visa week Issues
1: apparently is that?
0: was that it all right uh, i uh, saw that on
1: twitter feel, but uh i haven't confirmed it
0: yeah so that's that's unfortunate i suppose when, when he makes his uh his debut we, we spoke about a couple of weeks ago anyway when it when it was announced but it's unfortunate. he could be, uh, he could
1: be on that london card in march maybe
0: possibly yeah what's he fi- he's fighting a light everywhere now is he so yeah there's you never know, is there any English light everywhere that's going around there? Uh, Jimmy Manoa? G- Jimmy is fighting someone Yeah, though. yeah, he's
1: got a name there. Beaston. Um, he's winning Beeston, isn't he? Yeah, Corey Anderson. He changed his name, didn't he? Changed oh, yeah. his nickname.
0: What is it? Um,
1: Something stupid as well, but I can't remember. Overtime? Over time, ah, oh, stick, to, stick to the, the beast in 25A. And
0: the way he explained beast in 25A as well, actually, I thought he was just an idiot, but yeah, he, he explained it. As, oh, wait, no, he understands, <laughs> like, he understands that he's been an idiot. Like, I, I was like, I, I I gained a ton of respect when I heard of him saying that, so he should go back to beast, <laughs> you know, go back. You have to go back to Um, that's well, the best, I'll best fight, say against Sterling. yeah, that's the best that's fight in this card for me. I love that fight. Um, this is this is a huge fight for Raphael and So obviously, he was out for a long time there, injured, and he came back and um, he he win one fight. No, he he came back and he lost to T.J. Dillashaw. That was his only he fight. Beat back, he beat him, him. in
1: a close decision before, didn't he? He beat yeah, T.J. Yeah,
0: he won the decision, but
1: well, officially he beat him anyway.
0: Yeah, I had T.J. winning that, yeah. but yeah, this he's a good fighter. Like, and this is this is a big fight for him. Um. Obviously, uh, Aljo lost his last fight as well to, to Brian Caraway, if I'm not mistaken. So these these are two guys that are up there in the uh, in the rankings, and this is a big. This could be a big moving fight. You know that division is moving a lot, and it's got you know, T, um, yeah, T.J. Dillashaw and Cody Garbrandt are in the tough house now. So whenever that happens, there's there's room. You know, if these guys can, if one of them can get a win here. And then get, they're back in there quickly and get another win. You know, you you're two and all. You're coming on, in good. You know, and when that fight happens, you could be the next contender coming in there, um, after the uh, the tough house. So this is this is a big fight for one of them to get on, uh, get on and run. Caraway or uh, sorry, Hafalla since is ranked number four, and Alvin Sterling's ranked number seven at the moment. But yeah, how, 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 do, you how do you see it going? You? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I think. Yeah, I, I don't know. S- uh, Sterling, he was improving an awful lot, and then he kind of that that whole um, that whole uh, contract dispute happened, and he lost lost to Caraway. Didn't look good in that fight at all. Uh, he looked he looked okay to start, but Caraway just did he gas did Carraway. he gas out?
1: If I'm remembering remember wrong or a, li- a
0: little out? bit, but Caraway just kind of took him down.
1: Dem- Denver could be a problem if, if, it if could uh, be yeah, and addressed address them problems uh, properly. Yeah.
0: And Aston will bring it to him as well, getting his face. You know, the thing, the thing about Caraway is that's what he does. You know, he, he got in his face and, you know, he took him down, put him against the cage, you know. And and Sterling kind of wilted in on in, in under that. You know, he maybe had a little bit uh, all his own way too much before that. And uh, that's that's a big thing for a fighter. You know, if, if he can, you know, if he's learned from that and he can come can back for it. This is a this is huge fight to prove that, I suppose, because Aston Sao will do the same thing, but yeah, I don't know, I'm unsure, this is another 50-50 one, you know, i probably I probably lean towards Sterling a little bit, maybe, but... I I'd probably, probably
1: lean the other way, to be honest.
0: I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, I'm, I need to watch more tape on him for, before I, I decide, totally.
1: Yeah, I think Aston Sao has come on a lot recently, you know, obviously he had a few injury problems and stuff as well, but... He had some good wins. Like he beat Brian, Brian Carway pretty convincingly by decision, I think, as well. Pedro Munoz is dangerous fighter. He beat him. Obviously, that split decision against TJ. Maybe we we disagreed with it, but it was still a very close fight. And yeah, definitely TJ obviously very very good fighter. But but he has been a bit inactive. He's fought what one two three times since that TJ fight back in twenty thirteen. So he's. Yeah, it's it's a tough one to call. Like it really is. the the Denver thing would worry me about Aljamain. Yeah,
0: this is. Aljamain Sterling's toughest fight as well, like, you know, as you said, Asensou beat Carraway, Carraway was the best fighter that um, Aljamain fought up until now, so, you no, know, this, yeah, maybe, I think you've convinced me, on am leaning Asensou now, I don't know, <laughs> no, yeah, I, need, I need to watch a little bit more of them though before, uh, yeah, yeah. To, to get reminded, you know, it's, it's, what, seven or eight months now since, uh, since Bodrum fought, so, yeah, I need a little bit of a refresher on that, but, should be a good fight anyway. You know, two guys, a lot of yeah, finishes. First
1: loss, first loss for Aljamain Sterling as well. Maybe that kind of reinvigorates you a bit and kind of... You close that hole in your game, then what, what do you think went wrong? Maybe a bit more cardio, a bit, bit more, less reckless. It's, you could commit a different fighter. It's just, it's hard to know. This one's, a, this one's a hard hard one to predict.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um, Nate Hart is fighting Sam Alvey as well. Sam Alvey seems to fight every fucking... Minutes, <laughs> but, uh, he's in there again. Um... That
1: was doesn't... it his last was it his last that he had a spray tan advertisement on him? No,
0: no, that was a long time ago. That was like five fights oh, ago yeah. for Sam Alviad's to... Oh yeah. Well that
1: was about two months ago, was it? <laughs> <laughs> Three weeks ago,
0: yeah. Uh if Sam can land that big shot, I think he can probably knock Mark Hart out. But if he can't, he'll probably lose. I think that's how things usually go with Sam Alvey. So we'll see how that goes. Eric yeah, he's always looking the
1: counter. Sam Alvey. If, you don't, is, yeah. you don't, if you don't lead, you, you're going to just stand there.
0: <laughs> what about <laughs> so, Sam Alvey's weird as well? He has like a weird... I think he has like a double mouth guard or something, and he oh, like really? smiles all the time when he's fighting. I know he's smiling to Amalfi, but like his gum sticks out. Watch it, and if he's all fighting, he's always, he's like he's chewing tobacco on his bottom lip and he's mm-hmm. spitting it out during the fight. But uh, yeah, Eric Spicely as well is fighting, he got a huge knockout in his last fight, of fire a huge uh, submission, was it? I can't remember, but he's a, he's an need to be watching out for too. But um, yeah, not a bad card. Um from from top to bottom and uh definitely definitely one worth watching right before we get to the questions we have a couple of little topics so we're gonna do this now uh, regularly and i think a little you know like 30 90 seconds maybe on on each topic um uh, what's what's her first name hill amanda hill is it angela, angela angela hill, hill. Jeez, amanda, jesus angie overkill uh, we we need to do this podcast earlier. I can't think anymore. <laughs> yeah, um, got a four month ex- exemption from the U from Usana in the UFC, like Brock Lesnar did to fight against Jessica Andrade on an upcoming card. Um, look for me, I don't I don't like. I like this rule, but I don't like people getting past it. You know, if fair enough, if you don't if you don't like the rule, if they agree to get rid of it, get rid of it, and we won't have it. Fair enough. Or alter it so you can have people who've used fight in the in your seat can come back or whatever. Fair enough. But the rule is there at the moment as it is. Apparently, if, there's an out in the rule at the moment, though. There it? is an out in the rule, but that that out shouldn't be there. If you're having the rule, have it. But why? Why do you have an out? You go. Oh, we're gonna have this rule. But uh, if you don't want it, we can just let it. Uh, you know, let it go. Just get rid of the rule altogether. Then mm-hmm.
1: I think this is part of what Mark Hunt's lawsuit is about. This kind of this yeah. is part of the annoyance with him. So maybe, maybe they're, they're doing it so they can say, Ah, oh, we this isn't wasn't the Brock Lesnar thing. We do this for other people. Or maybe it shows. It's hard to know, but maybe it shows that they're confident about the the Mark Hunt lawsuit.
0: Yeah, possibly you could. You know, you'd never know what what it could be. I, I but I, I personally like the rule. Like, I think it, you should have to go through four months with, of drug of of drug tests before you can fight. I, I see nothing wrong with that. You know what's what's wrong with that? Just, you know, okay, you need someone to come in and chart an order or something. You know, forget about get someone else. I uh, like uh, if you're going to be real, if you're going to be strong about eradicating drugs from the sport, getting rid of PDs. Didn't stick by these rules, you know. John Jones is out for a year. You know who else? Whoever else? Was, you know, was his spin gone? leo Machida two years. You know these things happen. And if you if you need to test someone for four months before you know you can be confident that there's no drugs in their system, they do that. Like I'm not. I, I wouldn't suspect Hill at all. Like you know, it's it's not just her. It's the rule. You know, it was the same for Lesnar. If anyone else did did the same, I think that as well. But you know. I, it just doesn't sit well with me at all. This this stuff, but uh, yeah, I digress. Will you, will yeah, it's more?
1: strange. It's strange having the rule with an out, that, as you say. Like yeah. it's either make the rule or don't. To, either have the rule in there or don't. Like it, under special, well, I don't know how it's worded, but it seems like under special circumstances, or if you sat in UFC, agree, then you can kind of just bypass it. Which, which, why would you even have the rule if you're just going to bypass it? As you say.
0: Yeah, hundred percent right and the next thing before we get into the questions we've had a lot of questions about it as well is the whole tyron woodley race thing and we're not going to get into you know that much because we don't really know about it we're you know i think it's a more of an american issue really more more than anything else um it, like for me in one way i can i can see it because there, you know there's huge race, race issues in america you know we've seen it back through the years with, with different sports stars and stuff like that, definitely. But if we're talking about like the UFC and the UFC's treatment of him, I don't, I honestly, I don't really see it that much, to be honest. You know, he says he's the worst treated UFC champion ever. I generally, generally think most UFC champions are pretty badly treated, to be honest. Like look at Carla Esparza, she's to sell, you know, she's to sell her her motorbike because she doesn't have enough money, you know, to, to pay her bills and stuff. Mm-hmm. Look at all the different, like unless you're, Conor McGregor, Ronda Rousey, you know maybe Chuck Liddell, Rampage Jackson, you know the ones that made the, the huge big money. Like Mighty Mouse isn't doing that well, or I, I look at him, I don't think Amanda Nunes has probably made that much. Although she might have if she had pay per view. Uh, yeah, do you do you see
1: let Tyron sit for a uh, Tyrone sit for a long time before before the game before the title shot? Like uh, yeah, but they haven't they haven't done that for everybody. Like, I don't I don't see the the difference in treatment to be honest. I just don't see it yeah. maybe stuff's going on behind the scenes maybe, that we yeah. don't know about that that uh, Tyron- or, uh, Woody hasn't said in public so uh, uh, from what we've seen outwardly I wouldn't agree but it's hard to know the exact circumstance it'd be a strange thing to say for, for no reason
0: yeah yeah I don't know it's tough like a lot of people are kind of accusing him of just making an issue where there isn't one and I'm, I'm not as you said we don't know what happens behind the scenes but as i said i think most most fighters are badly treated no matter what you know what, what the color of your skin is um mm-hmm. but i think you know there's obviously he's from ferguson as well where there's huge race issues in america yeah. and it's on his doorstep every day so you i
1: can, think i think dana used to always call anderson silva like an artist and you had to deal with him differently and you had to kind of he gave anderson silva a, a kind of A better deal than than other people, and he kind of accepted more kind of uh, wacky, wacky uh, (laughs) behavior than than he would have of anybody else. And and Anderson's not white, so I, I I just don't I I just don't see it outwardly anyway, in the from what we've seen publicly.
0: Yeah, I don't either. I think maybe. I think he's broader point as well. Maybe it's all of him, man. Maybe uh, okay, he said the UFC, but I think he's complaining about fans and stuff. For and the fact you know, there's a lot of it. A lot of fans, you know, there's a lot of racial abuse and stuff he gets. But a lot of his yes is because you know he's not really that likable of a fella. To be honest, you know, the the whole sitting out um, uh, and waiting for a title shot when he probably didn't deserve to get it. And in the whole, like I don't want to fight the number one contender, and I don't want to fight the number one contender again, even though he did fight him on on both. Um, mm. on he wanted to the the fight games.
1: a guy who hasn't won a fight in five years.
0: Yeah, but I think he kind of draws on him a little bit on purpose. I think I, I honestly think he's running a gimmick trying to trying to do yeah,
1: that. Yeah, but... he actually could be. That's actually a good point. Maybe he's just trying to get some. He realizes he's not going to get the love, so he's trying to get the the hate and get them to buy the pay per view to love to hate him. Ends mm. so up, it all ends up in his pocket anyway.
0: Yeah, like that's been doing in boxing down you know, for through years and years, you know. Fly or is the king of it, you know, getting people to hate him and doing it. So, yeah, you you'd never know. Maybe he does see, you know, it's, it's a predominantly white supported sport. Uh, and if he can get people hating him, people, you know, it's known, it's a known fact, people will tune in to see people they hate get beaten. So, yeah, it's it's like the end of the guard I don't know whether they're really motherfucking smart or really motherfucking stupid (laughs) it's one of the two of them but uh, yeah let's you know I I like Tyron Woodley like as as a fighter I think he's very good I don't think he's the worst guy in the world I think he's a little bit misunderstood maybe a little bit and maybe people give him uh, give him a little bit of a break because there's definitely a if not in the UFC, there's definitely issues, and you know, on, on his doorstep as well going on. So, you know, you can definitely understand this. Uh, right. Let's before we get to the questions, give a shout out to our sponsors, ROSNutrition.com. Head on over there to that website, Ireland's leading um supplements provider, ROSNutrition.com. All that good stuff, proteins, amino acids, you know, everything you need to make yourself better. Um, you can get 25 percent off your first order with the promo code Severe in May. Stick that in the, the box. Once you've everything put into your character, you'll get 25% off, as I said. Promo code severe, meh, ROSnutrition.com. Help us help you, Graham. Questions? Let's get into them. Um, uh, Mr. Podge, friend of the podcast, asks, Should Musasi be happy to get Wildman? Uh, he thinks he should be happy, but you never know because of where the division is at at the moment. Um, yeah, I think it. I, uh,
1: I think it's a good, it's a good fight for Musasi. It's a good time for Musasi to to fight Weidman, I think. Yeah. And be, it's still a big name. Weidman still has a big name, and uh, be, if he can beat him, it's a it's a huge win for his record and puts him in a good position.
0: Yeah, Waidman is currently ranked number four, um, and Musasi is ranked number five. Um, it, you know, it's a, it, as you said, there where Weidman is in, at the moment, you don't you don't know what kind of Wideman is going to show up. I suppose, like he fought pretty well against and Ramiro until he got the head kicked off him. Um even, because, uh, yeah, and you know, I. But it's tough to know. You know, too heavy. Not the one. The one before that was maybe the heaviest knockout or beating in the history of the UFC. You know, it's up, definitely up there against uh, against Luke Rockhold, which should have been stopped like a round and a half earlier. or Well, no, not a round a half, but a full round earlier. So, um, yeah, I would like to see Chris Weidman, as, as I said earlier, take some more time off even and get some easier matchups. But, you know, Musasi is a very, very good striker, obviously. But I don't think he's maybe the concussive knockout striker that... Um, that you wouldn't want to see Weidman against good wrestler as well. But I think Weidman maybe is a little bit better of a wrestler. So, you know, it's an even enough even enough fight. I, I'd i probably slightly favor Weidman if he comes out as, as the old Weidman we know. Um, he's powerful and stuff. So I could see him taking Musashi down. And, and uh, mm. fight
1: Yeah, out. I don't know what, what other fight Musasi would want. Like the Jackaray fight, maybe. It's probably a more yeah. difficult fight for him.
0: Yeah. I agree, uh, but I maybe it's, maybe people are thinking, you know, the division is is kind of even itself out. Piss being said this week, he's to have surgery, so he won't be fighting until the summer. Maybe he's thinking, let me get an easy one now, and then I'll get a tough one, you know, in the summer. So I'll be putting myself in line for the title shot. So you, you never know. Who, who,
1: who is it? Who, what easy one would he want, though? Like, looking at the rankings here, it's like Whitaker, Anderson Silva, Brunson, they're fighting each other, Vitor, Gastelum, and then you're outside the top ten.
0: Yeah, Vitor. I suppose Vitor's fighting already. Yeah, like, look, look at, look at,
1: they just Jacare. fought, didn't
0: they? Did they just fight now? Did they fight? Oh, yeah, they did, yeah. Sorry, Look at jack like, a Tim Boach and Anderson got an easy fight as well, you know. So they're, they are there to get, to, for you know, you know what I mean? But yeah. I, yeah, I, well,
1: if the people left to match him up with, though, it's going to, it makes the most sense, in my opinion. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I, for I, him I, would anyway. agree. Yeah, I would agree as well. Um, Gavin Springer asks, since the UFC buyout, is the UFC going backwards rather than forward as a company? And he points out the loss, obviously, this week of Eric Winter, who was uh, running the UFC Fight Pass.
1: Well, the Eric Winter, I was actually thinking about that a few days before he left. Um, that When he first came in, they were really pushing it. They were putting big fights on the Fight Pass prelim uh, main event and re- really pushing Fight Pass. And then since WMEMG came in, they kind of stopped that. So... Yeah, he put. He might. I don't know. I don't know what happened to the circumstances. He says spend more time with his family, but maybe he 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 just was uh, banging his head against a the wall there, and he he just he just decided to leave. Yeah, but I, that, that's just that's just complete speculation in my opinion, in my part.
0: Uh, it's tough to know. Like he, whatever happened, he's a huge loss for them because I think he like he did a phenomenal job with fight. As someone who uses, it, you know, probably three or four times a week watching fights and stuff, and watching the live fights as well. You know, it's just improved so much. The product, like, and before it was impossible to fight in fights. You now, even, uh, we spoke on Nate there not too long ago. He's fighting against uh, Tarek Safinine. Wasn't on Fight Pass once And I, like, tweeted him. I was like, where's, where, you know, is this fight, can you upload or something? And, like, that was like 12 o'clock at night and when I woke up the next morning it was uploaded it was already there and everything
1: brilliant for replying to fans and media and everything on Twitter he, he was very uh, personable and everybody I think everybody liked him so it, it is a big loss to the UFC and, and to Fight Pass yeah. especially the Fight Pass yeah, I think he was the the main the main kind of push the main guy pushing all the changes and the um, that came because a lot of it was very clunky when it, when it first got released before he came in the whole fight pass service was very clunky um and the whole the whole video player everything's been changed like there's still there's still a lot there's still some annoying things like having to to change over from like one stream to another sometimes even though
0: and they fix that though even like f- as much as they can because the, the problem with that is you know, some international places don't have the rights to it, so they can't stay on it. You know, and they have to change. You know, but they when everyone can watch it, there you don't have to change anymore. They actually fix that as much as they could. So you know, he listened. To uh, okay, well.
1: yeah, exactly. So he he was very good at replying and listening to to fans, and I think I think they need to get somebody in who's who's very similar in that way if they want to keep the the improvement going at the rate it has been. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, just a, a last thing that I think. You, you're hitting the head there with the fans like i think there's a major disconnect sometimes between the hardcore fans and maybe executives and mma or people running mma organizations and he did that the best like he you know even when he came to ireland here i think he got like 30 fans didn't he? into like a room and he was like asking all the questions and stuff you know and he did obviously didn't interview with us. i think andrew interviewed him and ryan interviewed him as well for the site so like you know he was he was always open there to you know there to talk and you know He's going to be a huge loss to, to the UFC, I suppose, and they'll need someone good to, to replace him. I'm available if you're looking, UFC. All <laughs> uh, right, next question uh, from at Mr. Podge, again, referring to the podcast. We kind of alluded to earlier. Did you think Tito or Chael crossed the line um, with his line about Jenna uh, Jameson and Tito Ortiz? Um, no. If, if people haven't heard it, Tito said um, Chael made all his money in his career with his mouth. Basically, that his mouth got him over and then Chael said, the only person I know who made money with their mouth is your ex-wife. And obviously, that well, she wasn't his ex-wife, but um she was his ex-partner, it was Gina Jemison, the porn actress. So, it was a, it was a little bit low. What, it's what it's
1: right on the edge, anyway. It might be a little over the line, but I think with Chael, you kind of give him a little bit more leeway, because you, you expect this from him, like he's been... Ever since he decided to talk when he when he came to the UFC, because he was he, people forget he was a kind of quiet guy when he was in WC and even the start of his UFC career, and and ever since he's been he's been over the top. So like for Chael, that wasn't even that that much of a much of an insult. <laughs> like some of the stuff he said about like Brazilians and stuff was was a lot worse.
0: Yeah, I think when you get that personal, though, fair enough. Like if someone said something about Brazilians and things, you know, it's. It's your country and things. It's bad, like, but I think you know, I don't, I thought that was very part Like, that's modern. thing you say that
1: <laughs> something about Anderson's wife about making me a barbecue and slap her on the ass? Uh, I yeah,
0: but that was kind of a joke, you know. That was more funny, you know. I know
1: they're all jokes, though. I think, though, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I suppose. I I don't know. I just I didn't like it. Maybe I'm getting maybe I'm getting too soft in my old age, but yeah. Anyway, all right, let's move on. Um, Aaron Farland, McLean asks as well about Tyrone Woodley. We we just mentioned that. Um. Andy at Andy STE123 on a scale of one to Trump how idiotic is the Flow Combat team MMA bullshit have you seen this no what is it Flow Combat are promoting this uh, team MMA where you know it's 2 one, 2 oh. MMA it's I, I saw one clip of it for about 30 seconds where two guys there was two guys beating the shit out of one guy one guy had him like a rear neck choke and the other guy was just hitting him that's not MMA name. at all like, that's, just that's not MMA disgusting, it's like, just, it's well, that should be happening I, like, yeah, I'm kind they, of sad that I ever wrote for them after them showing that like it's like what the fuck you know that's you know yeah I it's apologize. not MMA at all
1: that's just it's just not MMA
0: yeah I, I wouldn't support that at all I think slow combat should get rid of that immediately if they're to be taken seriously going forward you know but um, you know <laughs> these things are, I, I like oh is there a commission just, these things don't happen
1: in mma that's, that's not no, mma like that's no, not, not
0: mma no is, is there a commission sanctioning that like because they shouldn't be
1: it's probably on an indian reserve or something is it
0: yeah jesus christ like and even if it is you don't have to you know you don't have to put it on your website you don't have to you know you don't have to promote it but i'd uh yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't support that myself. No, it's it's clear that I don't think it should be happening.
1: Yeah, it's not possible to put protect yourself at all times. If it's no. like a team thing, it's just it's not MMA. Like it's yeah. just not.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Um, Mr. Podgigan asked if Paul Daly, if, if he was in the UFC. How do you think he'd uh, match up against some of the top guys at the moment?
1: Uh, not too well. Not too well.
0: Yeah, He's his ground game is still you know, it's still not improved like he isn't. I don't think he's done anything to ever improve it. Um, but, um yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. Um Craig Towle, at C Towley, Towley, T-O-W-L-E-Y, asks, what are the chances that the active fighter in the tough house is CM Punk?
1: <laughs> it will be good for ratings, for I'd say. Um...
0: I, I've been thinking about it, like, it'd make perfect sense for it to be CM Punk and I even said it like six months ago that it would be him in there that he that he's going to put in the tough house but is CM Punk going to be way there? more boring is CM Punk going to fight for free in the tough house you know I can't see that well anymore. I'd
1: say he be he might be compensated a bit like Kimbo was maybe not to the decent Kimbo was but Kimbo had a special deal when he he was on the ultimate fighter
0: yeah apparently anyway possibly I'd, I'd love to see, I think it makes perfect sense, like, if they could, you know, pay him a bit of money, put him in there, you know, give him put, put him against Julian Lane, that'd be a good fight. See
1: it'd, it'd probably make him look really bad, it'd probably be really bad for him, like, having to, to go through, through all this training sessions and... Uh, You've
0: been training for, like, three years now, though, you know, come on.
1: Nah, yeah, but look at, look at, look what happened on his... On his debut and even in even in that evolution of punk documentary series he just looked really really bad
0: yeah that's true um I suppose on that team as well Nate Gildea asks at Nate Gildea are you sort of nervous about the direction the UFC seems to be going looking for money fights over legit number one contenders
1: Um, I wouldn't say I'm worried Um I expected this no I wouldn't say I'm worried no
0: I'm delighted I hope it keeps going more in that direction well, I want to see fun fights I want to see the, the best fight the best you know whether that's number 6 against number, the champion or whether it's number 1 against champion I don't, don't care about these stupid rankings yeah Just the rankings
1: having, are people always talk about the rankings these rankings are terrible Awful. There's a bunch
0: of idiots doing rankings like there's probably like one legit MMA journalist No, nobody
1: guy, nobody, you know. anybody's heard of who's listened to this podcast is doing them rankings
0: I'm looking looking at them here Jeff Kane and Ken Pish they're the only two I've heard of no one else. There's And there's like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 18 people only. Only 18 people doing it. Like, this is it's farcical, really. Like, this, this shouldn't be. A,
1: I remember over the years, people have gone into like individual individual per, people who are ranking its rankings and looked at, at how diabolical they are. And it, it, you can probably go type it. If you type in Reddit uh, uh, UFC rankings, you'll probably find several threads about. How, how bad these people who are doing the rankings are
0: after McGregor knocked out Aldo. Um, someone put a, a Brazilian journalist, journalist put Aldo up to like number three in the pound for pound rankings and moved McGregor down to like number 15 or something. And he, had, he used to have him at like number 10 or something like that.
1: That makes sense, wow. you
0: know. Wow. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> it does make sense, to fairness. Um, Patrick Sheehan at Pashy he wanted to ask, do you think Robbie Lawler could make a comeback to the championship again, or is he? Um, or could he? Could the wars have taken permanent damage?
1: Yeah, um, yeah. It's tough to see him getting back there again. It was tough to see him getting back there when he did get back there. Yeah. Um. He's he's now left his gym as well. Was he going to the Black house, Is it? Uh,
0: I don't know. Actually, I hadn't heard
1: i saw i saw somebody um tweeting that he that he was rumored to be going to black house um it's tough but it's it's tough it's tough to predict these kind of things because it depends on the kind of matchups he's given he could be he could be positioned for another title fight but i just i i'd say it's more unlikely than it's likely.
0: Uh yeah, probably. Uh Alan Horn asks, yeah, asked a couple of questions about the um Bellator we've we spoken about as well and about IMG's um changes as well. We which you just uh asked, but yes, does Sean rate Derek Lewis? <laughs> Sean, Sean does not rate uh Derek Lewis that highly no. Um I don't think so. Kieran Staple asked the soup Lad asks if there was an open way one night tournament between all the UFC champions, who wins?
1: It all depends on the matchups and who gets injured. And tournaments always depend on that. One <laughs> well, night no tournaments. Yeah.
0: Make it, make it Sorry to predict. Sorry. I think Daniel Carmia probably win. Tough one. Carmia.
1: Mm.
0: Turn Woodley do fairly well as yeah. well.
1: If John Jones was there, I'd pick him. Yeah, he he should be. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Last question from John Sheehan at Sports Red Shop. Uh, do you think it's responsible for ir- sorry, do you think it's irresponsible for someone reputable like Dan Hardy to be claiming the Beltro main event was rigged?
1: Um, yeah, it's, it's what did he say exactly, do you know?
0: He was he was saying a, oh he said it's more choreographed than a Britney Spears video. <laughs> <laughs> but Dan Hardy is one of those guys isn't he? You know, he, uh, he likes to have an old all, an, an all opinion like that, you know, he likes to, he's done a bit of ayahuasca in the past before, you know. He I wish just... for the UFC, it's a rival <laughs> promotion as
1: well, like, yeah. I dare he be saying that if that belt took place in the UFC.
0: I think, like a lot of fighters, maybe look at, look at that choke and say, that's not in, why is he tapping? He must have just given up and that's fair enough, but like, fighters, fighters do give up all the time. Yeah, what was his motive for giving up? Like, is he just like a quitter, or you know, I'm not. Well, that's that's unfair now. But is he like like he he someone fire
1: isn't in him anymore? Maybe yeah. this Like he he could have fought through it maybe, but he, if if it was everything was on the line, like he was in the fifth round of anderson and, beating he's about to beat Anderson Silva, maybe he would have maybe he would have held on and not tapped, but, yeah, even if it was painful. But it's hard to say it's fixed because you can say it's fixed. It's easy to say it's fixed, but it's hard to prove it's fixed
0: yeah i think chael has always been as i said eight eight times you know i think he's always been one of those guys who will tap like that you know and some people will never ever tap you know they could be caught they'd rather their arms snap so there, there was like an old
1: there was an old meme going, or an old uh, photoshop going around of chael strangling himself giving the thumbs up do you remember that
0: because he used <laughs> to get that?
1: strangled much. yeah he's... yeah it was actually brilliant it looked real yeah. it was brilliant yeah
0: these things happen these things happen right um, that's where we'll leave it for this week thanks everyone for tuning in you can follow me on twitter at Shanshi NBA you can follow Graham uh, at Severe. Uh, give us a like over on Facebook all those good places my preview will be out this week uh, probably Wednesday or Thursday best of luck to you Graham tomorrow in the hospital hope all, everything goes well uh, any more parting words before we, before we go
1: yeah, cheers and I think it's, it's nothing major so it should be grand um, yeah I'll, uh, I'll be back good as new next week Very good. So do you have an inspirational quote to end the show?
0: I do, I do. Here we go. Not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. See you next week.